Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. So another solid playoff team comes into the United Center. And even though the Blackhawks leave this game empty-handed, it's just yet another example of the hard-working effort that just still might not be enough to take down a very talented team. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post-game show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight here on 720 WGN. After the 6-3 to loss to the New Jersey Devils, the Blackhawks dropped 24-46-6 on the year. They see their losing skid now stretch out to eight consecutive games. The New Jersey Devils 48-20-8 with the win. They now have 104 points on the year. They're just seven points away from a franchise record with six games left. That would bring them to 111 points. Troy Murray was on the call with John Weideman tonight up in the radio booth here at the United Center. And Troy, once again, uh, kind of a similar loss. Um, but this New Jersey Devils team is definitely opponent and an opponent that the Hawks haven't seen in, in quite some time. Not talking about them specifically, but just the type of game that they bring. They are fast. They are fluid. They've got a really good-looking offense. And you talked about how good they are on the rush. We were also talking about killing plays. It just seems like the New Jersey Devils are so good at killing a play and immediately getting it out of their zone and at least bringing it to the neutral zone, if not turning it into a scoring chance. They just they know what to do with a flip of a switch. Yeah, they're, they're a young team. They, they have a lot of talent uh, up front. They've got a lot of speed. They've got some size on the back end, but uh, that, that size can also play. Dougie Hamilton is having a fantastic season. He's a big, talented defenseman. So they're, they're a team that, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people talk about them. Uh, you know, they don't get the notoriety that the Rangers do, and, you know, the Islanders have been around a little bit longer, and they kind of talk about the Islanders a little bit more. But New Jersey is a team that goes under the radar. But, boy, if you're overlooking New Jersey and, and what they can bring to the table... Um, you're going to be in trouble. And I, I think that you kind of saw what the, this team was all about today. Whenever the Blackhawks made a mistake, bang, it was heading back in the other direction. You look at shot attempts in this game, 72-31 in favor of New Jersey. And the Blackhawks blocked 23 shots. New Jersey only blocked seven. That really tells the tale of you know, how much uh, the Devils had puck possession in this game. You love the fact that you're blocking shots, but you're also in your own end of the ice and you're having to defend way too much. So there's, you know, a good and a bad side to that. But this Devils team has a lot of a lot of firepower, and, boy, they, they come at you, don't they? Yeah, and we talked a little bit about this in the pregame show, how this is a place where the Hawks would like to be eventually, not, not just competitive and, and not just a good playoff team, but... I feel like the style that they play is a lot like what Kyle Davidson looks after in terms of the players that he he searches for. He likes a fast game. He likes good skaters and, and good puck handlers. And I don't know. I feel like this could be a glimpse to the future if the Blackhawks play their cards right in what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, you know, and the Devils built it through the draft. Um you know, you get lucky in the draft, and you have to be in the right place at the right time, so to speak. 
where you get the first overall pick in a good draft. Uh, they were able to get that in, in uh, 17, where they picked out uh, their captain, Nico Heischer, out of the pile. Um, and then Jack Hughes, uh, uh, a couple years later, number one pick as well. So, you know, the Hawks looking to kind of build in that same matter, and that's exactly what Davidson has been doing, accumulating these picks, um, you know, in the in the rebuild that they have right here. And if you look at the Devils and, and their speed, the, the one thing that, that concerns me is, is they don't have a lot of size up front. And I know that, uh, you know, Kyle Davidson certainly um, is taking size into factor here, but you also be able to have to be able to skate and you have to have talent. So, you know, when you look at guys like Heischer and Jack Hughes, those are kind of no-brainers. If you look at Connor Bedard this year, if it ends up that the Blackhawks are in a position that they, uh, you know, get lucky and everything falls into place as far as the lottery and and so on and so forth, he's an undersized player, but you can't turn him down just because he's small. So you know, the New Jersey Devils pick these no-brainers um, in some ways, and they're building around them. And more, they're good, they're fast, they're talented. And yet they have to go into a playoff series, and they're going to, you know, the playoffs, we all know, is an absolute grind. And you like to have some size on there because the wear and the tear and the attrition that happens in the playoffs, um, you know, I mean, it it really factors into who can win the Stanley Cup. And just think, too, the Devils have Luke Hughes just kind of waiting in the weeds, too. Yeah, he's another good one that's going to come up. And... um, you know, Devils did did their homework in a lot of ways. They've they've surrounded their younger core with guys like Palat, who's won Stanley Cup, so he brings that pedigree inside the locker room. They picked up Timo Meyer, only 26 years of age, so he's going to be around a long time. But he's a, a different type of player, a big power forward type of player at 6'1", 220 pounds. So they, they addressed some issues. They've got size on the back end. Hamilton, 6'6", six, six, Graves, 6'5". Six, um, you know, Kevin Ball, so uh, six six. So these guys all play on different pairings. So they've got size and skill back there as well. And this was a tough game for the Blackhawks. But again, I think that you know they worked hard. Uh, they weren't intimidated. Um, their talent didn't match up to what New Jersey did. But I, I thought that they worked hard, and they were in this game right till the tail end of it. How'd you think the captain did tonight, Troy? You know, probably what you would expect. You didn't get a ton of ice time. Um, If I take a quick peek at it here, 14 minutes, one shot on goal. You you thought that he would factor in uh, pretty specially in the the face-off circles, and he won 67% of his draw, 8 out of 12. He did pick up an assist, minus 1. Those are just the numbers. Um, Not overwhelming, but not anything that you didn't kind of expect. I thought he made some nice plays when he had the puck. He, He had an opportunity to shoot it. A little bit earlier, and he he uh, he tried to pass it. And I can't remember who he was trying to pass it to, but um, you know, probably should have shot that puck. But I would think that when Luke Richardson was talking about where he is, was going to play Jonathan Taves and and what positions he was going to play, pretty much exactly what you thought that at some point you might move him up to play with Athanasiu, put Athanasiu onto the wing with Lucas Reichel on the other side as well. So you saw that happen in the third period. Face-offs, he was out there and, um, you know, started the game with 
with Austin Wagner and Reese Johnson just to kind of get a feel for what's going on here. So a good start for Jonathan Taves and just excited that he's back and, and hopefully after the game, you know, he doesn't feel anything uh, different than energy ready to go on this road trip. Yeah, just kind of reading a few of the quotes of his from the media on Twitter right now. And it, it does seem like felt felt good out there. Um, I'm just trying to concentrate and focus on the game. Um, felt good to be coming back to something like that. Yeah, I agree with you, Troy. And the other thing was um, his assist on Andreas Athanasiu's goal. I, I just liked how his vision was there. His, his ability to kind of seek out the right pass was there because he tried to set up Athanasiu right before the goal had happened. Um, but he, he does seem to be locked in. And again, the bottom line is he's healthy enough to play. That's the most important thing. And even if he gets just a little bit uh, more to what we remember Jonathan Taves being um, these final six games of the regular season, that's that's what we're hoping for because at the end of the day, you just want him to be in a good state yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think for him this was a hurdle that he ne- he needed to get over. Yeah. And hopefully he, you know, like I say, he feels good and he's ready to go on this road trip and he can be a big piece of it, start playing a little bit more. We all want Jonathan Taves' health to be the priority. And, and, you know, if he has to shut it down again, if he doesn't feel good, we're all going to understand that and we appreciate, you know, the effort. Um, but hopefully, like you say, we, we see him for the remainder of these six games and in whatever capacity. I think that he's only going to get better and stronger if his, if he feels good and his mind is, is in the right place as we move forward here. And he gets his timing back, never easy after missing, I think it was 27 games. Um, end, of, end of January, right before the break, was his last game. So, you know, it was good. And I, I'm happy for him. Uh, I've been a big fan of Jonathan's over the years. You know that. I'm a, I'm a, a supporter of everything that he does and what he stands for and, and for the Blackhawks and the fans here at the United Center. It was a big moment for, for the fans here to, to see Jonathan Taves step out back on the ice and take that opening draw and factor into that goal that you talked about, the smart decision there. He's still a playmaker. He's still a, you know, a high-end caliber a type of player with the experience that, you know, it, it just uh, it, it's good to see. Here, here. All right, Troy. Well, great stuff as always. Uh, a road trip coming up, and yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be catching you guys on the butt end of that road trip. I'm gonna be going to Seattle, and uh, I must say, I'm very psyched. I really want to see that arena. I, I think it's one of the coolest places in in sports, maybe right now. Yeah, I I, uh, I know John. You've been out there. He's still listening in here, um, and he's nodding his head. I, I'm excited to see it as well. I don't know. Uh you know what it's going to be like, but I'm excited. Um, going to have an opportunity to probably have dinner with uh, with Eddie O the night before, which is uh, always good to see Edzo. And uh, I look forward to the road trip. And sticking them with and the I, bill. Man, and sorry, I really look forward to seeing you in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. You see enough of me. Don't you? Don't even have to pretend like that. <laughs> I, I, I just hope you're sticking Eddie with the bill, though, right? Well, of course. <laughs> okay, good, good. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> All right, Troy, great stuff. Enjoy your Sunday, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, I guess, on the road trip that begins on Tuesday. All right. We'll see you. Uh, well, we'll talk to you on Tuesday.
All right. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman with the call tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the New Jersey Devils 6-3 to here from the United Center. Hawks fall to 24-46 and 6 with the loss. New Jersey improves to 48-20 and 8. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls and we'll take your texts. Again, this postgame show rolling up to 10.30 tonight. I uh, just want to get to a couple of texts quickly uh, from the 773 area code. Great program, John and Troy. Richardson keeps them working hard. Great to see the captain. And uh, from the 463 area code, which current Blackhawks prospect are you most excited to see permanently in a Hawks sweater? Reichel, Nazar, Doc, any others? Uh, interesting question. I do want to get to that. Uh, but first, quickly on uh, the 773 area code, and I know just kind of a general statement, just good to see Richardson keeping them working hard. Um, we have talked about this almost every postgame show, and it's for the most part it's kind of the main story of each game is Luke Richardson getting this team ready to play tough against a good team. I know a 6-3 score doesn't show that, and I know a lot of the stats don't really show that, but the Hawks made it within a goal in the third period. And this is not to justify losses. This is not to sugarcoat things. This was a three-goal loss. Those things are going to happen. But once again, you're seeing a team still with an initiative to try and make a comeback against a team that they have no business winning a game against or maybe even pulling a point off against. And before it was a 5-3 game, this was definitely a fighting chance for the Hawks to do that once again. And now here we are, six games left in the regular season. Uh, This attitude continues. This type of work ethic continues. And I do believe Jonathan Tay's returning tonight helps that whole thing because it might be a little bit easier for players to just get a little bit more elevated, motivated, animated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, extra rise in the crowd tonight, fun Saturday night crowd. Again, if you're driving home, coming home from the game right now, uh, kudos to the most engaged fans in hockey once again. Uh, definitely responding at the right times to Jonathan Taves, giving him the recognition that he deserves, but also just being aware of things like when they do throw him on the video board or when they notify uh, him assisting on Andres Athanasiu's goal. By the way, Chris Dubiel doing the PA tonight, filling in for Gene Honda, always does a fantastic job when he does. Uh, Chris Dubiel, also the PA announcer for the Chicago Wolves. But, again, this is just a very consistent attitude and a very consistent work ethic from this Hawks team. It's... It's going to continue to impress me until it stops. And it's going to be a different situation next year. These post-game shows won't sound the same from last year. I'm, I'm actually very intrigued what next year is going to look like because, yes, I am very high on what Luke Richardson does to get this team motivated and fit to play very big teams, very good teams this year. It's still going to be an uphill battle next year. No matter where the Blackhawks land in the draft, no matter who they land in the draft, it is still going to be a growing year next season. And it's going to take this whole effort, this whole environment, once again, in order to confirm that the Blackhawks are gradually improving to where they need to be. And it might be a little bit more difficult next year because 
you don't have we don't know what's going to happen. Patrick Kane is going to be a free agent by the end of this year. Jonathan Taves is going to be a free agent by the end of this year. But I think the one thing we have seen and have been confirmed is the talent that Kyle Davidson sought after and the type of work ethic he looks for in players like that. This is something we were just talking with Mark Eaton about, who's uh, an assistant general manager, director of player development in the Hawks organization. He just is a big fan of how simplified the process has become since Kyle Davidson took over in terms of what types of players they're looking for. And just as I was talking to Troy about this, about how the New Jersey Devils are a great example of who the Blackhawks want to become, he's right. They might still be missing some size because that does end up being a huge part of the playoffs. But to have a young, fast, offensively skilled team is something that the Hawks are hoping for and something that they're building towards already. Mark Eaton was saying, we're looking for fast players. Of course, every hockey team can say that. But he means fast in a sense of quick decision-making. Like, are these guys making the right decisions as soon as they get the puck? Because if their feet are fast, their brains need to be fast, too. Their hands need to be just as fast. You have to adapt to the game that speeds up so quickly. So hopefully that continues to progress for the Hawks. want to get more on some of the prospects uh, who we'd like to see permanently in a Hawks sweater. I like the way that question is phrased from the 463 area code. If you'd like to join us, call or text 312-981-7200. We do have some sound from the locker room eventually. Jonathan Tave chatted with the media, and we'll get to much, much more. Blackhawks postgame show rolls on until 1030. You're listening to 720 WGN. Recapping a Blackhawks loss to the New Jersey Devils tonight, 6-3 to at the United Center. Hawks dropped their eighth consecutive game. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. The New Jersey Devils now 48-20-8. And, and as I mentioned earlier, with six games left, they are seven points away from a franchise record of 111 points on the year we had Troy talk about it. We've mentioned it a few times that, yes, this this is an example of where we want to see the Blackhawks in the future. But it does take some luck from the draft. Um, it does take landing some very big pieces in the draft. And for everyone that's still frustrated with the Hawks continuing to have rough weeks and have these losing skids, this is, this is where you're getting this point. This is why there has been so much structure around the rebuild. And at the moment, the Blackhawks are still at the bottom of the NHL standings, which would give them the best chance of landing the number one pick. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed, but if you do have control over trying to generate the best chances, why not go after that? if this is not going to be a playoff year for the Hawks. Uh, Before we get to Jonathan Taves, just want to address the question coming from the 463 area code. And again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200, you can call or you could text. Uh, Which current Blackhawks prospect are you most excited to see permanently in a Hawks sweater? Lucas Reichel, Frank Nazar, Colton Dock, any others? Uh, it's, It's an interesting question. I mean, obviously, hopefully all of them, which that's often 
tough to just keep your expectations that every single prospect pans out. You have to have realistic expectations. But uh, I have been encouraged by Luke, Lucas Reichel's progression, especially as of late, especially in these home games, and especially offensively. But that's kind of his, his bread and butter. That is what he mainly brings to the table. He still has a lot of growing to do, both physically and offensively. Uh, Frank Nazar definitely has to have more experience. He's he had quite the setback this year with surgery over in Michigan, but seems to be uh, hitting a lot of his potential. I almost want to say that Colton Dock's ceiling is higher than Frank Nazar, and I, I really don't have all the estimations and evaluations for all these guys right now in front of me or anything, but I really like what we saw from Colton Dock at the prospect camp. Uh, just much more of an offensive first type of player. Uh, and a shoot-first mentality type of player than his brother Kirby, and uh, hopefully he's able to adapt into the Blackhawks organization um, a lot more smoothly than Kirby Doc. I'll leave it at that. Let's hear from the captain, Jonathan Taves, who played in his first game since January 28th tonight against the Devils. Did you feel like you were yourself out there, or are you still kind of finding your way? Definitely finding my way a little bit, but you know, I think first period was rough. It's a fast team. Fast game, no matter what, when you, you miss some time, uh, there's going to be some catching up. And, and uh, I think second, third period, I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. And I think sometimes when your, your timing gets better, then you're, you're not overexerting yourself as well. So, um, yeah, I think overall, um, definitely feel like I'm in a good place progressing uh, since the, the time off. And now it's just uh, working and trying get better every game uh, for the rest of the year here. Are you a little curious about how you'll feel tomorrow, day after, or do you think you have a pretty good sense of that already? Pretty good sense of it. But, you know, I've been saying I'll take it a day at a time, do the little things I've been doing, and stick with that process, and, uh, you know, just do what you can. A shot or a pass to Athens to you? (laughs) Definitely wasn't a shot, so it worked out. A couple times I had a chance to shoot, so I think that was the right time to Try and find him there. <laughs> Did you what appreciate like that reception uh, before the game? Sorry. Did you appreciate that reception you got before the game? Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, I'm just trying to, to focus and, and uh, concentrate on the game, but it's no doubt you hear that and you step on the ice. So it felt good to 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 get that coming back tonight. So uh, unfortunately, we couldn't find a way to win. So uh, either way, it's, it feels good to, to receive that from the fans and you know, keep playing hard for them. What was it like on the bench for you, talking to the players, getting an idea of what was going on with them and yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, you could say there's a lot going on. A lot has changed since uh, I last played, and um, a lot of new faces, and a lot of young guys that I think at, at times are they're all showing a lot of promise, a lot showing that they can make plays, and um, you know, it's not easy though when you have so many new players and. Trying to learn systems, trying to get on the same page, everyone trying to get comfortable. Um, sometimes your your individual game gets better. The more five guys uh, can, can be predictable for each other out there, and so that's that's a challenge that uh, you can see that that you know we're working as a team to overcome. But there's even tonight, I think that's a really good team. And shots didn't look so good. Obviously, Alex uh, Al had a, a great game, some big stops for us, but. Uh, you know, there's there's some plays here that show you know these guys um, are thinking and, and uh, can make plays at this level. Scott asked you this morning if you 
we're going to feel nervous. Did you actually feel a little nervous at all? I, I think there's always a little bit of nerves uh, before a game like that, and you know, I feel like it didn't take me long to to just relax and, and have fun and, and just kind of uh, go out there and make the plays I see in front of me and, and trust my teammates and trust my linemates and uh, you know that's all I could really do. Just one of those things where you're off for that long. It's like is that why? Because yeah, for sure. I think it's a major factor in that. The Hawks have announced they won't have practice tomorrow on Sunday, so they will have practice on Monday. It'll probably be a short one because they'll leave right after for their road trip. Again, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle all next week. Uh, And then the Hawks with six games left overall in the regular season. There's two more home games left here at the United Center. So hopefully for Jonathan Taves, it just continues to be... I don't want to say smooth sailing for him because nothing's been smooth sailing over the past couple of years, but decent sailing, if that's a phrase, um, just to allow him to just coast while also improve through the rest of this regular season. Uh, We get to see as much of Jonathan Taves this year as we possibly can. Before we get to Andreas Athanasiu, just want to get to a text from the 708 area code. And again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200, call or text. Hey, Joe, so what's the timeline when Nazar and Doc can start playing with the Blackhawks? I'm not an expert on this, but I'm just going to speculate. Colton Doc, currently 20 years old. He was the second-round pick two years ago in 2021 when his brother Kirby was still in the organization. Uh, He and Nazar both had setbacks this year dealing with injuries. Um, Colton playing in the WHL this year, his first year with the Seattle Thunderbirds, only has played in nine games so far. I believe that team's in the playoffs right now. Um, So if the word is can, when can he? uh, Maybe we would see Colton Doc getting some NHL experience by the end of next year. Don't quote me on that. Frank Nazar, 19 years old, in his first year with Michigan this year, Michigan is notorious for having a great hockey program. Uh, being in the Frozen Four, clearly they're on a run on the NCAA championship. Um, that is all very important hockey, I think, for young players, especially if, if you want them to go through your own organization with a lot of experience playing some high-quality competitive hockey games. Yes, it's a different game. College, AHL, NHL, all of that, but I still think it's some very valuable experience. The other thing to keep in mind is the Hawks are taking a much different approach on their prospects as of now than before. We often saw prospects maybe get a little bit rushed up to the NHL, maybe skip a level or skip as much experience in the AHL that you would normally see. The Hawks are being very careful about not doing that. Uh, once again. So even if somebody does come up towards the end of next year, or maybe the end of the following season, don't expect it to just be, okay, once they're up, they're up for good. I mean, look at Lucas Reichel. This is now his third different stint this season with the Hawks, and his fourth different stint over the past two years. They're being, they're being careful with him. They're making sure that progress continues down in Rockford. They're making sure they're evaluating it the right way. And they're making sure that 
they're also just creating the right type of confidence with these guys before just rushing them up to a level where they uh, might get up here too quickly. We'll give Jonathan Taves our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. Taves pick up, picked up at a primary assist in tonight's game. He set up Andreas Athanasio with a goal. Let's hear from the Blackhawks, number 89. We talked earlier today about the Devils that much you have to worry about with them, the speed and, and how can they can take advantage of turnovers and everything and how much can they take uh, opportunities and go with them quick out there? Yeah, I think uh, I mean, we knew they were a fast team coming in. Obviously, they are a top team in this league, so and everyone knew uh, yeah, everyone knows who we're playing, right? So it's, uh, I know we have to be ready for it. Obviously, we gave them uh, just a little too much tonight. What, what have you thought of your game playing center lately? Um, obviously, it's an adjustment when uh, you play wing and then go to center, but uh, um, kind of I don't mind it. I you know I like coming under the play with uh, with speed and kind of gives me an opportunity to skate a little more, which kind of works a little bit in my favor. So it's just kind of you know taking care of your own end, and obviously, just the toughest part is uh, you know just getting uh, comfortable on the dot. Obviously, you don't take a lot of faceoffs, and then you step in. It's you know timing and everything. That's that's about it. Overall thoughts about having Johnny back? Oh, it's a great feeling. Obviously, um, I mean, just when he started coming back to the rink and practicing with it, obviously with us, obviously it's uh, you know it's a good feeling seeing him back and you know getting healthy. So, I mean, anytime your captain can come back and play, it's like I said, it's definitely a good feeling. And, you know, brings a little bit of energy to you know everyone in this room. Once he got bumped up to to the line with you and, and Lucas, there seemed to be kind of an immediate chemistry there. Yeah, I mean, I think any that guy. I mean, you can stick him with anybody, and he'll, you know, figure out, uh, you know, a game plan and a way to play. So he's uh, he's a top-notch player. He has been for a real long time. So I mean, obviously, you put him wherever wherever he goes. Obviously, he's gonna, you know, be able to make plays and uh, you know, play well. It has been fun seeing Andreas Athanasiu and Lucas Reichel uh, teaming up on the same line. A couple of very fast guys, offensively skilled guys good puck handlers, and when they do connect, it's been a lot of fun and a great effort by Andreas Athanasiu uh, setting up Lucas Reichel, if you will, for the second goal that the Blackhawks scored tonight. But again, good to see the captain, Jonathan Taves, helping Athanasiu get on the board as well. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll hear from the head coach, Luke Rick Richardson, also tell you about tonight's three stars. Hawks fall to the New Jersey Devils 6-3 to here at the United Center. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Walter E. Smith's biggest sale of the year is finally here. It's the Friends and Family Sale. Get yourself a $500 coupon and save up to 20% store-wide. This kind of sale doesn't happen often, so hurry in to Walter E. Smith. Looking to give your home a new look? Walter E. Smith designers serve all clients, whatever the budget and whatever the style. You can work with a Smith designer to handpick the form, fabric, and finishes for your space. They'll even come out to your home and put together a custom design plan. Get to Smith for the best deals on quality furniture, including in-stock furniture ready for immediate delivery. Walter E. Smith's name is synonymous with quality. They're Chicago's furniture store, serving all of Chicago since 1945. There's just no other place like it. So, first go to smith.com to get your $500 coupon. That's S-M-I-T-H-E dot com. Or stop into any of the 10 Chicago area Walter E. Smith showrooms. But hurry, Smith's $500 friends and family coupon sale expires soon. 
That old car is worth money. Visit VictoryAutoRecords.com for an instant quote. Victory will tow no matter what condition your car's in. Victory buys vehicles every day, including nights and weekends, and you'll get cash on the spot. Go to VictoryAutoRecords.com for more information or save money by fixing up your car with used parts. Go to VictoryAutoRecords.com to search their inventory. VictoryAutoRecords.com VictoryAutoRecords.com College. It's a huge investment, but it doesn't have to hurt. I'm Kate Hennessy, a certified financial planner with Asset Grade Registered Investment Advisors. With over 25 years' experience, I know how to set college goals and have smart ways to reach them. Put your college investing on autopilot with a simple 529 plan that makes automatic contributions. Create a funding schedule now to prepay for college altogether. Whether you're planning early or wish you had, I can help. Visit AssetGrade.com to get started. Tune in to House Smarts Radio every Saturday morning after 8.45 for Lou's Last Call. Sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. For more info, visit acomfyhome.com. Unfortunately, the losing skid continues for the Blackhawks. A 6-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils tonight at the United Center. New Jersey ends up sweeping the season series against the Hawks, but much different and much better effort for the Hawks against the Devils this go-around. Remember the last time they faced them back on December 6th, a 3 nothing loss to New Jersey. As the Devils continue to cruise along this year, they're still one point behind Carolina for second place in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina winning tonight also. Let's get to our three-star selection, which is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit carstar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number three star, Andreas Athanasiu, the Blackhawks forward, who you just heard from. The number two star, Dougie Hamilton, he picked up the game's first goal. And Jesper Voquist is the number one star as the Blackhawks fall to the New Jersey Devils 6-3 to tonight. Let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Uh, I guess first is what what you thought of Taves. Uh. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good to have him back. Uh, I thought he was a big presence on the bench, uh, very vocal, and uh, made a nice play. Uh, would have loved him to shoot that puck in the power play, but I think the guy just read it perfect, and uh, the goalie was solid on him, so it's, it's a nice try. But uh, I thought he... I thought he gave us some energy uh, when we switched lines up a little bit in the third, and and uh, you know I would have liked to get them out a few more offensive zone faceoffs. It just didn't work out that way with uh, the way the lines uh, were running. So uh, finally in the third, I thought it was just time to put him out, put him there for good, and uh, he, yeah, he did a good job, set up a nice goal. Good enough to, to take on that first yeah. line ice time too. No, for sure, and I think he um, he he's. Total himself right from the start of the game, asking the linesmen's names and uh, asking who's up next all the way through the game. So keeps the coaches sharp too. How do you assess the team performance? Um, I thought we skated well with them and played patient with them uh, the first part of the game. But uh, you know, I thought the last five minutes of the second period we got a little bit sloppy. Uh, we didn't get pucks behind their defense and make them skate 200 feet, and and that gave them momentum and they got those two quick goals uh, kind of put us on our heels and then we're playing from behind in the third period so you know we got to not open it up but we're, we're trying to push to try and get you know the game in hand and uh, you know making it 4-3 I think that was uh, that was a good step for us uh, but then you know we're gassing ourselves to try and do that so we're that's a good skating team so uh, in 60 minutes if we're trying to press and push 
they were flirting with danger, and that's what happened. Did you sense or anticipate you wanted to push him up uh, the line order in the third period there? Well, I just thought our team needed it, uh, the way they were playing. And, uh, you know, I thought uh, Reichel and Double uh, A were going. And I just thought he's a guy that could win faceoffs. He makes strong plays. And I thought it was just a, a perfect spot for him and time for him to go there. Your second period's last two games have been rough. Is it just one of the things where it's a young team, not a totally young team, but just an experienced team, and that's that's the period you can get caught a lot? Yeah, and I think it's you know it's a, it's a time where we've got extended shifts because we don't get through the neutral zone. So when you when you start playing extended shifts against a good skating team, especially, uh, you're tired, you make mistakes, and uh, you know it's just. It's just an area we have to be very conscious, especially that, that was the whole game plan tonight, is to make sure we get through the neutral zone, make their D play defense. They're a fast skating forward bunch, but their D aren't aren't the you know the you know the best in the league at playing defense in their own zone all, all night. And I think that showed on Reichel's goal, like us moving, creating more ozone time and extending their shifts. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't do it enough. And we we. I don't know if we necessarily tur- didn't turn pucks over like blatant turnovers in the neutral zone. We just didn't get it through. We tried to do these little short uh, chips, and um, you know I think they're they're just good at turning that puck around. They're one of the I think they're the number one team on the rush in the league. And so when we turn the puck uh, the, turn the puck around on us in the neutral zone, they're coming at us hard and quick. So uh, we can't change, especially the right side, the D and the forward. And, and I thought we got caught there too much. So you know I, I think it's uh, you know. It seems and sounds like a simple thing, but short uh, shortening or just keeping your uh, shift length at a at a reasonable number and and, and responsible changes against a, a line rush team. I think that's huge. I think two of the goals were probably it was a result of that bad not bad changes. It was just the guys are tired. They get there slow, and they're ahead of us on the rush, and they scored two goals like that tonight. Is there a timeline for Lucas Reichel and Vlasic on going back to Rockford? Uh, no, I believe uh, they're coming on the road trip. I think uh, Reichel is planned to stay here the rest of the year. I think Vlasic may go back after the road trip to get a, a little bit of ti- time to acclimate back in there on defense, especially. And, uh, you know, I think Lucas is going to join them after our games are done for the playoffs. Yeah, the AHL season continues after the end of the NHL regular season. So. That all works out pretty well for the Hawks because, as Luke Richardson just actually kind of speculated, looks like Reichel will finish the year here and then go back down to Rockford and help them on their playoff run. It's almost like uh, in minor league baseball when you get a rehabbing major league player and the only teams that are available to to still play are uh, the minor league teams that are in the playoffs. So they'll get rehabbing major league players to help their playoff run. Not totally the case. Obviously, Reichel has spent the majority of this year in Rockford rather than with the Blackhawks. But you got to feel like his confidence will be riding high and his skill level will definitely be elevated once he returns to the Rockford Icehawks and hopefully helps them on their long playoff run. Uh, just again want to bring up something that Luke Richardson said about defending the New Jersey Devils and their rush. As Troy was mentioning the Devils might be one of the best teams creating offense on the rush, and that's obviously because of all the skilled, young, fast offensive players that they have. But I, I thought you just really saw it tonight where the moment the Hawks lose possession in the Devils' zone, New Jersey just takes the puck and brings it 
out right away. Like, waste no time, knows exactly where their teammates are to get quick exits and just create those on-man rushes and create that constant pressure over on the other end. I thought Alex Stalock had a phenomenal first period, uh, stopping all ten shots. He was... Uh, being tested physically out there. He was defending on his own, using some poke checks to break up some on-man rushes for the Devils. Um, That's a very good team. And Troy's often uh, very critical about teams that don't have the size for the playoffs. And he's got a good point because obviously that plays so importantly for postseason hockey in the NHL. So I, I am very interested to see just how far the New Jersey Devils will go this postseason. we got to take one more break. When we come back, we'll take a look around the NHL. whole bunch going on, and we'll also get to any calls or texts that you bring us. 312-981-7200. Hawks fall to the New Jersey Devils 6-3 to tonight from the United Center. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. One last stop on this Blackhawks postgame show after a 6-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils. The Hawks end their homestand, unfortunately, without a win. Their next game will be Tuesday in Calgary. The Hawks beginning their final long road trip. That'll be next week. Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. Their last road game is a isolated road game against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm Joe Brand. Let's get to around the NHL. whole bunch going on throughout the league tonight. And a couple games happening this afternoon. That's what we'll bring you first, and we start in Pittsburgh. Here come the Bruins as we're back to five-on-five. Another missed opportunity on the man advantage for Pittsburgh. Stay tied at three. Bruins in the attacking end. Krejci in the slot. Pasternak drives one and scores. A hat-trick goal from David Pasternak puts the Bruins up once more with 2.26 to go. It's 4-3. Yeah, clutch goal for Pasternak. He picks up his 54th, 55th, and 56th on the year. Bruins hang on to that 4-3 winner over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was Josh Getzoff of Penguins Radio. Boston clinches the President's Trophy in doing so, and they also pick up a franchise record 59th win of the year. Let's go to Nashville. Off the faceoff, Predators win it. Evangelista throws on the brakes as he went down to the right corner. Now gives it in front. A backhander is Novak comes up with his 15th of the year. That's Pete Weber of WPRT 102.5. Great to hear Pete back on the airwaves. Nashville with a 6-1 victory over the St. Louis Blues. That allows the Predators to get within three points of Winnipeg for the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference. Nashville still making some noise. The clock is ticking, but they are still making some noise. Speaking of the clock ticking, let's go to Ottawa. Samsonov. Playing it off to Brody. Brody gets it to the right wing side to McCabe. And this tandem looks very comfortable together, don't they? Here's a chance in front of the net. They score! Never mind being comfortable. It's Bunting who gets the goal. I was about to comment on McCabe and Brody playing well together. And all of a sudden, Bunting is able to get a free shot in the slot and put it home. Well, good to hear the former Blackhawks succeeding with his new team. The Toronto Maple Leafs with a victory over the Ottawa Senators tonight, 3 to nothing. Ottawa came into this game five points out of a playoff spot, and their season continues to wind down. They're now six points behind Florida for that second wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. Would really like to see the cat, Alex Dabrinkit, 
in the postseason, but his team making it very difficult for that to happen. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Here's Sergeyev. Winster gets through Sorokin, tracks it, and makes the stop. Here's Sergeyev again. Dave Randorf of Bally Sports Sun. The Lightning with a 5 uh, 5-0 victory over the New York Islanders. They shut out the Isles. How about this? Tampa Bay now 27-7-5 at home. And congratulations to Darren Radish, the brother of Taylor Radish of the Blackhawks, for picking up his first NHL point. Uh, Tampa Bay now 45-26-6 on the year. Let's go to Columbus. Duclair, a shot blocked. It goes to Montour, and he'll play it down along the far side. It's Verhage. Left circle, a shot. He scores. Top shelf. A hat trick for Carter Verhage. And the Panthers take a 4 nothing lead. Doug Plagans of WQAM 560, and Verhage wouldn't stop after that. He picked up four goals in that game. A 7 nothing shutout for the Florida Panthers over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the Hawks stay even with Columbus in terms of their record in the NHL standings, but the Hawks still slightly below due to the winning percentage. Some other scores for you. Buffalo doubles up on Philadelphia, 6-3. to The Sabres extend their point streak to six games. Carolina shuts out Montreal, 3 nothing. The Hurricanes have swept the Habs in a season series for the second straight year. Blackhawks Hockey is sponsored by Bud Light. Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. United Airlines. ComEd. ComEd powering business, powering lives. And Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios. Our production crew of Jimmy Nash and our engineers Brett Jackson and Dan Long. Here at the United Center, we got help from Jack Heinrich in the locker room. Our Hall of Fame engineer Paul Zarang. John Wideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Signing off again, the Hawks fall to the New Jersey Devils 6-3 here tonight for the United Center. Next game is next Tuesday against Calgary. First bid, rather, puck drop at 8 o'clock, pregame show at 7.30. Ron Brown has your news next. After that, it's Steve and Johnny. Thanks for listening.